Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. If you have this zinc supplement in your pantry right now, you can do yourself a favor and go and throw it in the bin. That is how bad this particular form of zinc is for the human body. What I'm going to do is outline the worst form of zinc to be supplementing with. But first of all, we need to remind ourselves why are so many people using zinc supplements? Number one Zinc is one of those minerals that is perhaps the most, one of the most common nutrient or mineral deficiencies in the world. Now, what we need to understand is that in the last couple of years, many people have started to emphasize and focus a lot of their attention on optimizing and supporting their immune system. And without a doubt, zinc, vitamin D, quercetin, These nutrients, minerals, and vitamins are known to support a healthy immune response. But I also want to outline some of the effects of a zinc deficiency and outline how low zinc can affect our uh, mental stability, mood, depression, anxiety, and emotional reactivity. So what we know is that zinc can massively affect our learning and memory. It can affect our mood and well-being. Low zinc is known to affect energy levels by affecting thyroid hormone output. There are many benefits of adequate levels of zinc in the body. We also need to remind ourselves some of the main functions of zinc in the body. So we know that zinc assists in the production of hemoglobin, which is the oxygen-carrying component of red blood cells. It's critical for normal immune function, as I mentioned. It's structural components of hundreds of essential molecules. Now, in terms of good sources of zinc, ideally, I think oysters are definitely the number one source or food-based form of zinc, followed by beef or dark meat. And then followed by, let's say, a a vegan sauce, which I'm not so much a fan of, such as black beans or chickpeas. Now, in terms of the daily recommendations, just to hit your adequate intake, we're looking at about 11 milligrams for men and 8 milligrams for women. Some special points to note, there are many factors that can affect zinc absorption, such as phytates and fiber in whole grains and beans, which are known to inhibit absorption whereas animal-based protein actually enhances the absorption of zinc. So there are many different zinc supplements on the market. And throughout this list, there is one in particular that I absolutely do not like and I think does not warrant a spot in your supplement cabinet. Let's go down through this list. We got zinc picolinate, zinc ascorbate, zinc chloride, zinc sulfate, zinc carbonate, zinc citrate, zinc bisglycinate, 
zinc gluconate, zinc L-carnosine, zinc oxide, zinc aspartate, and zinc glycinate. Now, there is one on this list that I'm going to be obviously outlining and sharing which one in particular is not beneficial for human health. The answer to that question is zinc picolinate. Now, zinc picolinate, in my opinion, and also Dr. Chris Master John's opinion, is perhaps one of the worst forms of zinc to be supplementing with. And that is because zinc picolinate, which is zinc plus picolinic acid, are bound so tightly together that it's actually zinc picolinate that gets into organs and tissues, but not zinc itself. So there is an inability of the picolinic acid to detach from the zinc compound itself. And therefore, what we see is that tissues and organs are being saturated with zinc picolinate, not zinc itself. In addition, this zinc picolinate, the picolinic acid portion is known to massively affect iron levels and lower iron levels. It can also lead to toxicity when in high amounts. And it also may raise serotonin levels, which can actually make people feel worse, contrary to the popular belief that you know serotonin is what we want to all be increasing. Now, to measure zinc status, you want the plasma zinc. Because this plasma zinc is the exchangeable zinc pool. Now, this is the small portion of zinc that is fully liberated and moving in between different tissues. What happens is, in order for zinc to become usable from supplements or food, it must enter this plasma zinc pool. This next study here looks at the iron chelating agent picolinic acid which enhances transferrin receptors expression in human erythroleukemic cell lines. So basically, picolinic acid, as I mentioned, is a chelator and can affect iron levels in the body, which can be problematic for those that are low in iron. This study here, whilst it's not zinc picolinate itself, it is looking at chromium picolinate, which reduces morphine dependence in rats while increasing brain serotonin levels. Whilst we may not fully be able to extrapolate that that zinc picolinate has the same effect, it's likely that it's the picolinic acid that raises levels of serotonin, which can affect mood in a bad way for many people, can actually blunt motivation, reward, and pleasure when serotonin levels are too high. This study here was titled Chromium Picolinate Modulates Serotonergic Properties and Carbohydrate Metabolism in a Rat Model of Diabetes. Again, evidence to suggest that the picolinate portion can raise serotonin levels. Just another reminder in terms of overdosing zinc supplements, what happens with zinc excess is that we end up lowering copper levels and copper as well is is the um, opposite or is antagonistic to zinc. But we can see that zinc excess can lead to a suppression of T and B cell function. It can overload of these T regulatory cells. And we can also get a direct activation of macrophages. Whereas zinc homeostasis 
elicits a balanced immune cell response and numbers and function. And then it also provides a balance between tolerance and defense mechanisms. Whereas those that are suffering from zinc deficiency have an overproduction of pro-inflammatory cytokines and reactive mediators, thymus atrophy, and some other changes to various T-cells as well. So you're probably wondering now, what are my favorite forms of zinc? Ideally, I prefer to get my zinc from food first. So that could be beef, oysters, and perhaps even chicken hearts. But if I were to supplement with zinc, I would be aiming or leaning towards either zinc L-carnosine at about 30 milligrams twice a week. But again, this dosage depends on your blood test. And number two would be zinc glycinate at about 10 to 15 milligrams a day. Now, in terms of why I prefer zinc L-carnosine, the L-carnosine portion is an anti-aging dipeptide that I personally think has a lot of potential for healing various aspects of tissue damage, such as stomach ulcers. And then also the L-carnosine portion has some anti-aging properties by itself. This is similar with the zinc glycinate or glycinate. The glycine portion, as many of you probably know by now, glycine is an anti-aging amino acid. And I think most people tend to respond really well to the glycine portion. Hopefully you learned something new. Just a reminder to throw out your zinc picolinate. Have you noticed responding really poorly to zinc picolinate? I know I personally respond absolutely terribly to zinc picolinate and I know many other people that have also said they feel worse when they take that particular form of zinc thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode for in-depth show notes and lessons learned visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.